What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Linares. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Welcome back, everyone. Um, let's kick it off, you know, with some prayers for my co-host, Jonathan. You know, Celtics were put out in six by the Warriors on Thursday. Um, you know, I figured after after game five, I figured who won, whoever won game five is winning the series, and um, Celtics weren't able to pull it out, and I thought there's no way they go to Oracle in game seven and win it all, so... I kind of expected it, but great season nonetheless, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like a historic turnaround. They sucked the whole first half of the season, basically. I was just always hopeful that they were going to pull it out in the finals. Like, when they got up 2-1, to one, I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. With the chance to go up 3-1 to one at home, and then they lose that. And then game five, you lose game five when Steph Curry does not hit a single three-point shot. They didn't deserve to win the series. The Warriors are a better team. They're much more experienced. Uh, it was just tough. I think the Celtics will beat just about every other team in the West. Like the Suns, even though they've been to the finals before, aren't that experienced. The Celtics are, you know, they've made lots of Eastern Conference finals in the past four years, um, even if it hasn't been NBA finals. They still had a lot of playoff experience uh, with the younger guys, even. And so I thought they'd have a good chance against anybody, even especially like the Grizzlies. If they would have matched up against the Grizzlies or the Mavs in the finals, I think they would have just taken care of business. But against somebody like the Warriors, you can't turn the ball over as many times as they did. They were just kind of sloppy. They just weren't going as hard as I was hoping. And it was just you know disappointing end of the season. They started off so good in game six. I was like, oh, my God, yes, it's going back to San Francisco this weekend. Father's Day. That's a classic NBA Finals day to play the championship final game. Um, and so I thought it was 100% confirmed going to happen, especially because Adam Silver was gone for the COVID protocol stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way they're going to give out the trophy without Adam Silver. You know, the NBA, the refs are going to take care of business, push it to seven like everybody wants. Uh, but unfortunately, it did not go that way. But yeah, shout out to the Warriors. I'm kind of happy for the Warriors because, you know, it is cool to see them come back after everything. Obviously, I'm very happy for, for Clay because he suffered those two awful injuries. So it's very good to see him back. Happy for my boy Jordan Poole. He's one of my favorite players. And then I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins. You know, he was stuck in Minnesota for a bunch of years, kind of switched his role up with the Warriors, and he just fits with them. So happy for him. Also, got to give a special shout out to the Brown boy, Juan Toscano Anderson first Mexican player to win the NBA championship. So massive dub for all the Brown boys. You know, I mean, there a lot of, a lot of shout outs there and everything, you know, but in my opinion, it's still Mickey Mouse ring, you know, hurt Grizzlies, hurt Heat in the conference finals with the Celtics, hurt Suns, hurt Nuggets. It's a Mickey Mouse ring. Doesn't count. Facts. Let's just say one thing to end it. What team do you think is going to win the 2023 NBA Finals. The Miami Heat. We're going to uh, pick course, up. We're, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trading Tyler Hero for someone. Maybe Bradley Beal, maybe Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you saw we just needed another score. We need someone to take that load off Jimmy a little bit. Bam's going to come back even better. Sounds like Hero's on his way out. So we'll see what happens, though. You know, Hero's my guy, so I'd, I'd hate to lose him. But, I mean, put up 12 points this year in the – playoffs and then nine points last year in the playoffs so seeing a trend here yeah i mean obviously the heat have always been pretty good so it's not that crazy of a pick uh i gotta go with the celtics though obviously you know it's biased but i think they can get back one more year experience they got a little taste and now they're gonna get back but other than that i do want to say the bucks though the bucks are just too good Giannis is a dog chris milton i think 
if he was healthy, the Celtics would have lost to the Bucks anyway. So I also think the Bucks could easily win again. Yeah, I mean, and with Tatum only being 19, he's just another year of experience to garner, and we'll see what uh, happens. We'll course. see what happens when he's 19 next year. I mean, he's just a dog. Moving on, though, let's let's get into our topic for this week. Mm. We we teased a little bit last week at the end of the video. So we're doing the rolling, going over the Rolling Stone top 200 albums that they just released a couple weeks back. Um, we're going to go through about the top 50 of them. You know, there, obviously there's highlights that we'll, we'll miss and everything, but I mean, it's just too much to put into one video. I mean, hi, I, we went through the list, you know, it was highlighted by World at 200. That was one that I was, I didn't know if I liked. What were some, what were some other things that you liked, Johnny? Man, Josh Gambino getting some love. He was, you know, somewhere at the 160s, 170s, if I remember right. It was just good to see him on there. That's a higher album to me, uh, but I can see why they threw it there. Uh, I feel like he definitely got polarizing reactions. Like you look at the needle drop, he gave it like a four, or like a five or something. Uh, so I feel like the critics did not love it as much as I do. But to me, that is like a classic and one of the best albums of all time. Uh, so I was a little bit upset to see it that low, but good to see him on there. I mean, you, see, you have people like Ray Shremmerd on this list saba even Polo i mean G, saba some people you might not expect but good to see him one thing that it's just it irks me that we're not going to be able to get to it because it's at 52 we have the college dropout by kanye west that's a top 50 oh. rap album yeah i just scrolling up a little bit just to see what they got around there that's definitely a top 50 rap album um i'm interested to see what they have what kanye albums they have in the top 50 but i mean that's another one but I mean, for like the artists like, you know, Gambino, Saba, Travis Scott, Juice World, even um, artists like that, we kind of talked about like the stamp of like getting put on the list means more than where they're ranked. So, I mean, it was, it was good to see a lot of those guys on the list, though. Facts. One person I also shot to Earl Sweatshirt. He was at number 80 with some rap songs. That's one I feel like a lot of people love. I love it personally. Uh, did not know where to land on those kind of did not even consider earl landing on this list anywhere don't think earl have another album above that but i mean that's kind of properly rated too i feel like i do think 80 is a decent spot like i think it's you know one of the best albums of the year at draft and that that was 2018 that was a stacked year so great to see earl on this list though uh i still think we're not another for tyler coming up you know so we'll see the odd future gang popping out another thing that i've I went through the list just a little bit, very sparingly. They have Lil Uzi Eternal Take on there, and he is not on the list past Eternal Take. So, whoa, think, yeah, that that's just a fucking that's like how are you not gonna have Lil Uzi versus the world? Love is rage, love is rage too. Like over Eternal Take, an album I feel like that's universally mid. Like, yeah, I think it was so highly anticipated. And, you know, there are good songs on it, good moments on it, but overall, it's just okay. Um, and so to not have any of these other problems that are, these other projects that are much more consistent, I don't know, that's tough. Let's kick, I'll have you kick off the list, though. Let's get into the top 50. We'll kind of talk a lot about some and just kind of mention some of them. One of the ones I think we're just going to mention, I'm not familiar with it, EPMD Strictly Business from 1988. That's at number 50. NWA Straight out of Compton. At number 49, great to see them on there. You know, Easy E, Ice got Cube got some love earlier on, so good to see them on there. That's a, you know, definitely deserving like of being birth, somewhere in yeah. here. Birth of Gangster Rap with that one. I mean, that's definitely deserving of being top 50, arguably higher. Facts, especially, you know, when they're making this list, you don't, don't know what they're necessarily classifying on. Everyone kind of has a different reasoning for why it's there. 
but some of them are, you know, big on impact. Some of them are so loved by the fans. Some of them are just so popular. They're unavoidable. Um, so definitely good to see that, especially because of the impact that album had. So that's, that's great. Next one here, we got Jay Dilla with donuts. This is interesting because, you know, it's like an instrumental album. Mostly there's not much vocal beyond the samples used. So that's definitely an interesting one. I love Jay Dilla. Our outro song on the YouTube video produced by Jay Dilla. So always got a special spot uh, for Jay Dilla. Great to see him on this list, even though I would not consist a rap album. I mean, it is kind of, I don't know, it's just like beats though. So I don't know, it's an interesting one. I do think it's a very instrumental one though, because of how much the production influence a new generation wouldn't have so many artists sounding the way they do without this. Um, so I, I like this one, but I just don't necessarily know how much of a rap album it is. You know, I think it's a hip hop, you know, whatever, but interesting. Next one here, we got Missy Elliott as Missy misdemeanor Elliott with super duper fly. That, that's interesting that's a good that's a good one to see there I honestly never that's listened to it but i mean you know missy elliott big name and um hip-hop so i've honestly never heard the misdemeanor part in the middle yeah that's no, interesting that's, that was also a little bit th- threw me off but yeah shout out to missy elliott next one though it's tyler the creator with call me if you get lost number 46 so guys we have not seen this list i have not seen the list besides the top like 20 i went through the very very top 20 so some of these are just going to be a complete surprise and this is one tyler the creator at number 46 with call me if you get lost that is a shock that it's the number 46 best rap album of all time honestly to me it's like his you know second maybe third best album i think there's a fine line here between like what they consider rap and not rap uh you look back somebody that was featured on the list earlier was Lil Nas X. And I don't consider Montero pop album. So it's kind of hard to be like, I think Igor is going to be on this list because it's not a rap album. I do think Igor is better than Call Me If You Lost, but it's not a rap album. So I think this is going to be the highest time the creator gets. And I think if it was going to be one at this spot, it should be Igor, but it is great to see him this high on this list. What are your thoughts on uh, this placement? I think it's well, well-deserved, honestly. Um, good to see, of course. I just don't know if Call Me If You Get Lost would have been my pick, like you said. Um, they're kind of walking the line between, you know, like pop and rap. If you're going to consider Montero by Lil Nas X a rap album, I think Igor's the superior album to Call Me If You Get Lost, so I would have rather seen that one, honestly. But 100%. Next one here, number 45, we got LL Cool J with Mama Said Knock You Out. Then number 44, we got Jizza with Liquid Swords. That's pretty fire. Uh, I haven't heard this entire project, but the songs I have heard are pretty dope. The production is great. Uh, good album. If you haven't checked that one out, definitely go give it a listen. Next, we got Run DMC with their album Run DMC from 1984. This I is interesting. Yeah, I think that's one that's got to make this list at somewhere. Yeah, top 50. Okay. I, I respect it. I respect it too, just because of how, you know, influential it is because of how early it was in hip hop. You know, it was actually hip hop's first gold album, according to the description here. I think that enough gets it on its list. It could sound awful, but the fact that it was popular and the first thing that made rap popular to an extent, like commercially, at least, I think that deserves some love. 
uh but putting it above some albums like you know the college dropout uh that stuff <laughs> so i don't know next one though we got big daddy kane with long live the kane at number 42 then number 41 finally we get out of the kanye west album late registration i don't think i i love the love having this year honestly but the point i was gonna make i don't think you can have any other album higher than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i think this is it for kanye you got call it drop out at 52 maybe graduation maybe that one will pop up but i feel like this one's more critically received everything i love graduation i'm really hoping we see graduation somewhere in this top 50 but i don't think we're going to i think yeah that that was the point i was personally i mean i'd put graduation ahead of late registration but i would also i don't think i don't think it's going to be in this list so i don't either i think you know you can't put it in front of college dropout even like college dropout is you know the start of Kanye and so influential um so it's not a bad album of course i mean obviously you know classic album there but i'd would i would have had a few different albums ahead of it maybe definitely number 40 we got dr dre with the chronic i know you got a special spot in your heart for this one what do you think about that uh i mean that's good enough placement to make the top 50 um i'm curious to see where they're gonna put 2001 i feel like i would i would personally have the chronic over 2001 but maybe the maybe they made it i feel like you got to have dr dre a little bit higher than 40 so hopefully something's up there for sure next one we got lil wayne the carter three great to see wayne on here one of the best ever pick up a mic you know if you got a special spot in your heart for wayne like we do go back to the last episode of the podcast we did a tier list of the drake and wayne collabs you know if you're a lil wayne fan i think you got to be a drake fan too especially those collabs they're hitting different back in the day go show the video some love if you haven't seen it next Kendrick Lamar makes an appearance here with Good Kid Mad City at number 38. Do you think this is a good place to make it a little high, a little low? How are you feeling? I like it. I like it where it's at. I would say top 40 is good. Top 50 even is good. Um, I I know Tavimpa Butterfly is higher, so, but I mean, obviously so there, but I think it's good to have Kendrick, two top 50 Kendrick albums. Yeah, two top 40 Kendrick albums is great to see. Oh, yeah. Do you think they would put Damn Higher, though? I don't think they could put Damn Higher. I wonder if it's been on I don't the think list. you can. Yeah. Uh, I, don't think I think so it's either. on this list somewhere, but I don't think it can be higher than Good Kid Mad City, in my opinion. I agree. We'll see, though. Next one, we got Raekwon with Only Built for Cuban Links at number 37. That number 36, we got Chance the Rapper with Acid Rap. That was Whoa. the one. That was one. I was interested to see where they had Chance the Rapper, where they had the coloring book, and where they had Acid Rap. I'm all right with having it this high, honestly. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy that it's this high just because you look at it's higher than Good Kid Mad City. It's higher than the college dropout. That's where I'm kind of like, uh, higher than late registration. I mean, I love this album. I love seeing it this high. It is great. But it's better than those. I, I think that's a, a discussion to be had. I don't know. I think it's crazy chance on here either way, though. So I, I like that. Next one, great, uh, great spot here. We got Snoop Dogg with Doggy Style. By Proper, properly rated there. Oh yeah. I think you get. I think the the Chronic and Doggy Style back to back would have been perfect. They're close enough though. So. Mm-hmm. Next, we got Sugar Hill Record Story by various artists. You know, all the Rapper's Delight and all that Sugar Hill Gang stuff. Okay. I, I was, you know, the first rap 
song would be a top 40 with rapper's delight so i think that's you know deserving to be on somewhere it's definitely this high because you know the influence and all they're gonna say but at 34 pretty high <laughs> next one we got de la soul with three feet high and rising good to see them on here then we got chief key finally rich at number 32 that's pretty wild that is why that's like another one that's like acid rap that where it's kind of like I could see why it's on there. I respect that it's on there. So I'm just surprised to see it, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely a shock. Like Chief Keef was killing it at such a young age. Uh, this album had hits for days. Uh, in that 2012 year, for sure, it was running it. So I, I think that's interesting. I think it's an interesting placement. Maybe a little bit high, but definitely deserving in the top 200 especially i think the, the, ones on here. the influence from it probably moved it up a little bit gave it a few spots up so facts i'm not complaining uh, yeah because i mean you look at some of these other albums that have been featured that you know are very very early rap that influenced rap generally i think this is a much better project and it has like equal influence so great to see chief keep this high then number 31 we got Nicki minaj with pink friday I love that. I love that she that's made it. it that's you good. Know, great album there. Classic to me personally. Then number 30, we got Beastie Boys with Paul's Boutique. You know, don't really listen to Beastie Boys too much, but you know, they had a lot of big songs in their day. So that's a, a good spot for them, probably somewhere here in this top, you know, 60 range. So that's good. Then number 29, we got Tupac with All Eyes on Me. Do you think this is a little bit low? Do you think this is just right? How it's you a little bit low. I would say in so my too, personal probably. opinion. Um, I feel like you got to have Tupac higher, especially since you got Biggie at the the op, you know, at the number one spot. So mm-hmm. personally, I, I rank this top 20, top 15. So, yeah, I think it's got to be higher. Uh, then we got Mob Deep with the infamous at number 28. Shook One's part two. I mean, that's that's enough to get at the side. That song is one of the most yeah, iconic, definitely one of the most iconic beats of all time. So that's that's great. Then Outcast with a Quebenai at number 27. You know, to me, this is one of the best albums of all time. 27, I think that's a fair spot. Um, I know we're going to see Outcast a little bit further because last week we, we did say we do the top five. But seeing Outcast do it number 27, that's it's good. I love seeing Outcast this high. I think they have multiple albums that could be this high. I'm think, sure yeah, ATL Wings was somewhere on this list, I would imagine. I think you got to have at least one more. I know. Well, actually, I know they do, but I'm su- Curious to see if they're going to have another one in between them. So I think it's possible. Then we got Jay Z with Reasonable Doubt, number 26. I mean, started Jay Z. That's that's what's up. I'd put the Black album a little bit higher, but we'll see if it makes it. Yeah. I would also put it a little bit higher. So we'll see. Then we got Eminem with the Marshall Mathers LP, number 25. Eminem belongs somewhere on this list this high. So that, that makes sense. That checks out. I think I don't think it's ahead of it, but the Eminem the Eminem show's got to be ahead of that in my my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't listen to Eminem too much, but I would probably agree. I think that had a you know a little bit stronger of a track list. So we'll see if Eminem gets another love. I could see Eminem getting another mention here. I, I could see like him not as well though. I could see it not as well. I feel like Eminem's kind of a safe person to put this high though because a lot of people do love Eminem. He has you know pretty big influences because of you know his rapping his style really kind of put a lot of people on so i could see him getting another mention but we'll see 
24, we got Nas with Illmatic. I think it's like a little a, bit low. Yeah, I'd say it's a little bit low. I mean, that's one of the greatest rap albums ever. But I mean, I like that it it made it at least at course. But yeah, I think it's all about the making it at least. And I think a lot of people have this, you know, top three, top two, maybe number one. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, this is a top ten rap album. But yeah, I think that's not a hot take. Like I feel like a lot of people would feel that way. So we gotta see what's above it though. Twenty three, we got UGK with Riding Dirty. Good to see UGK on here. Would not have expected to see them that high. Uh, maybe I'm in the minority in that, but I'm not saying it's not deserving. I was kind of surprised I put them aside, so shots UGK. Then 22, we got DMX with It's Dark and Hell is Hot. RIP DMX. Good to see him here. RIP. Lil Wayne, The Drought 3 at number 21. That's interesting. I mean, mixtape Wayne. Yeah. Album Wayne, a little bit different. I just don't know if you could have that higher than, you know, albums like any of the Carters, really. Mm-hmm. My, like the Carters reached opinion. a little while back. I mean, I don't know if it's better, but good to see him. Number 20, we got Future with DS2. Yeah, I feel like some people may say this is I feel like this one is of, influ- not the best trap album of all time. Influence based, you know, why it made it so high. I mean, I'm all right with it being this high. I'd say some of those... Some of the ones behind it are questionable, but like the influ- the trap influence on it, it's just nuts. I feel like all the old heads would be mad if you got DS2 ahead of Illmatic and All Eyes on B, but I'm not mad at it. See, yeah, that, that's kind of where, you know, I'd, I'd have those ones ahead of it, but I don't hate having it top 20. Yeah, like I think there's gonna be a couple here that you could push back. One of those being Lil' Kim with Hardcore at number 19. I think that's a little bit high. Not hating, just gets a little bit high. I think, you know, Lil' Kim definitely belongs somewhere on the list, but number 19, probably a little bit high. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would say so. Number 18, we got Mad Villain with Mad Villainy. Love seeing it this high. That's I, great. Yeah, no, I think this is well-deserved on that one as well. I would personally have it higher, but seeing it up here, just – with all these other albums, it just puts a smile on my face. It's so good to see because, you know, this is not an album that everybody knows. This is an album that I feel like is still maybe like the biggest album of the underground. Like this is like an underground classic. Shot them F Doom, RP the Goat. Uh, but yeah, very, very happy that this is this high. That's great. RIP. Number 17, we got Kanye West with Yeezus. This is a shock. That's crazy. You're putting Yeezus above. The college dropout and late registration that's surprising personally for me i'm not even even on his nine-year anniversary recording him on june 18th if you uh, if you voted on the instagram poll thank you uh we asked what the what our favorite track was what's your favorite track off yeezus i think i go blood on the leaves i'm more of a hold my liquor guy but i there's a lot of good tracks on there that are well deserved of uh being taking that top spot yeah, I think this is another one. Like, I'm sure the influence of this one, production-wise, this is an album that's so ahead of its time. The sound was n- like nothing else that Kanye had done and really like nothing else in rap that was out. Um, so uh, 17 is, you know, very interesting. That's a high spot. Um, not saying it's not well-deserved, but it's a great project. But 17 definitely feels a little, a little high, especially some of the albums it's ahead of. Next, at number 16, we have possibly the most controversial placement on this list. Cardi B with Invasion of Privacy. 
How L. do you feel about this? L? That's an L. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve to make the list, but whoever ranked this at 16 is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just gotta you just gotta go out there and say that. You're gonna have this over Illmatic, all eyes on me, the college dropout, late registration. Like, I mean, amongst those albums, then albums you know we didn't really hear the influence of in the 90s, like and I heard the influence of this album in 2018 and it's, you know, known in, in our generation as one of the biggest Grammy snubs ever. So I don't know. <laughs> that is the most fired up. I think you've ever been on this podcast. Well, I just, I wanted to say my emotions. We got into a little bit last week, but I think it's marinated a little bit and let's see the initials JL. Get them off the, get them off the committee. Did I write that the world may never know. Yeah, was this a troll in Jonathan's part? <laughs> uh, no, for my, the sake of my name, I did not write that. Obviously, I would never put that that high. Uh, Cardi B definitely does belong here, especially if you got like Nikki. You got some of these other you know female artists that are so even, proud. Yeah, even though we're Nicki Minaj at thirty, Pink Friday's far superior. I don't hate this album either, but having it this high just makes it, it just <laughs> triggers me. Yeah, like I don't know, it's just crazy. I don't understand how it could be this high. There are hits on over, over reasonable doubt. Though. That. I mean, that's another one I forgot about. And that's just in the top 50. We haven't even listed in this podcast, every album on here that's ahead of it. That should be ahead of it. Let's just move on. Okay. Next one. We got Eric B and Rakim paid in full, you know, one of the most classic duos in rap, very ahead of their time, very influential. I think that's a fair, spot fair to have I them this high i think that's a good i'd agree with that it's a top 20 project for sure next we got ghostface killer with supreme clientele good to see ghostface up here maybe a little bit high for my personal opinion but not bad definitely not bad he definitely belongs somewhere up here i think definitely in the top 50 you got to have him at least one of his projects in here somewhere so for sure then number 13 we do get another dr dre spot we get dr dre with 2001 well deserved in my opinion i probably like i said i'd have the chronic over it but dr dre has to have a top 15 album on here i would probably agree with that i do think dr dre is great but 15 is definitely you know a pretty respectable spot these albums that are in the top 15 they have to be very very well deserving i'm not saying dr dre is not but I think my birthday twin, you know, I got to show some love. So I do, it is good to see him up here. I personally don't know if I put that one this high. I would probably put the chronic above it, maybe, but uh, it's good to see him this high. I think once, you know, we're getting like in even like the top 20, like you can group all these together and rank them whichever way you want. I wouldn't say there's like a clear cut number one. So, and just to have that nod on there. And I mean, just back to the Cardi B thing, she did not deserve that nod. Facts. Oh, next spot, we got Clips with Lord Willing at number 12. Seeing Clips this high is pretty cool. I love this album. It's a great album. Uh, I feel like this is one that I didn't really get into until, you know, the past, like, two years. But it is a great album. So it's good to see that this high. I'm really curious. I'm going to have to go back to the list and see where they put Daytona. I'm curious on that one because... Yeah, I would assume Daytona is somewhere on here. It's definitely deserving. It has to be, but I'm just curious to see as where. But uh, for, I like sure. the pick there at 12. Number 11, we got Drake with Take Care. 
Do you think this is high? Do you think this is low? I feel like, like I feel like it's I don't know. I want to say it's perfectly like the, the impact this album has personally had on me and the way I enjoy it. I just don't think it's as well perceived as everybody else. You know, I think eleven maybe a little high. I'll admit. I kind of agree too. For probably my favorite album ever, but you know, I'm trying to keep personal preference out of this. I'm not mad at it being top twenty, but I, I don't know. I think top 20 is definitely fair, but it's very, very close to the top 10. I think that is a little bit of a stretch. Next one, we got Lauren Hill with The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. This is a great album. I think this is a great placement as well. This is, Yeah, this is definitely a top 10 album. Yeah, but I think that, especially once you get into the top 10, this is the elite, elite tier. And this is such like a, just a group like if it's in the top 10 that's enough yeah that's kind of like there's tiers do it a little bit more than a numerical ranking so yeah and i don't think there's that much of a difference between one and even like 15 quality wise like i think they're all tens at some point you know what i mean like once you get to this level they're all tens it's just about personal preference impact different things that you know everybody's going to perceive differently but all these are among the elite. Uh, I think that is what makes the Cardi B pick so frustrating because it's not, you know, it's at the near. level of some of the it other does, ones. Yeah, it's nowhere. Near, it doesn't touch. Like, it doesn't even begin to like surface any of this. Like, I don't know. Next one though, we got a tribe called Quest with the low end theory. Another one that is very, very well deserved. Tribe is, you know, fantastic. So that's great to see them this high. Number eight, we got Wu Tang Clan. Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Another one, very, very well-deserving. They were killing it in the 90s. So I think that's a great spot, too. I think eight is like a good, good spot. Then we got seven with Missy Elliott, Miss E, so addictive. That's honestly pretty surprising that this, that it, uh, this I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch that the first time when I went through the top 10. It's, I'd say it's a little high for Missy Misdemeanor. I would also agree. Like, I think you got to have Illmatic above it, at least. You got to have Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. I would put Miseducation of Lauren Hill above it as well. Uh, but it is good to see Missy this high. I mean, she's very, very good. So that's that's good. Number six that we finally get what I assume is going to be the last Kanye West inclusion here in the top 50 with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, of course. We knew it was going to be somewhere up here. Very and well deserved. Very, very well deserved. Like we said, I think it is tears, honestly. And as long as it's among the top 10, that is I think all I need. Definitely. And I mean, for it to be, I think it's definitely the greatest rap album of our generation, in my opinion. Definitely of the 2010s. So I'm curious to see if we'll get any more in the top five here. Next one here, we got Kendrick Lamar with the Pimple Butterfly at number five. You know, we got Good Kid Mad City a while back. And we were pretty sure that we didn't get to Butterfly somewhere in the top 50. Of course, it is one of the best albums of our generation, at least. Definitely. And I now I would have time. I would have loved to see the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy not over it, but I don't disagree with it being top 20, top 15, top 10. I mean, in that area. I kind of like having them back to back because I think they are so close, especially because they're from you know, a five year span, only five years apart. Like they feel like the two most recent, like 
contenders for that number one spot that it makes sense for them to be back to back just because of how closely related they are for our generation i think that's great i definitely agree with that as well then number four we got public enemy it takes a nation of millions to hold us back maybe a little bit high but not bad they it, they got to make it somewhere here on this list and i guess i'm not mad at it being four yeah definitely not mad at it but four is pretty crazy four is impressive once you're number four that is a step number three we got jay-z with the blueprint that good spot you know jay-z's got to be somewhere up here jay-z just you know many people consider him to be one of the goats so i think that's fair yeah i agree with that having that top five then number two we get outcast stankonia to me it's not the best outcast album although they have many albums that could be this high I don't think this should be the one, but I love seeing them this high because to me, Andre's the best rapper of all time. Big boy does not get the respect he deserves. He's top, you know, 10. So it's great to see them this high. I don't care what the album is. I just, yeah, I, I also agree. High. I think it's tough to pick an album to put top five, but they need a top five album. I think it's more of the stamp versus which album exactly. Cause you know, everybody has their own preference and everything. So it's good to see, have them top fives, at least somewhere. 100%. And I do think it's different because this is coming from publication. You know what I mean? Like there are little authors that wrote the little blurbs describing the albums or why they're this high. But what was the decision-making process like to get it to this point? You know what I mean? Like, were they saying, okay, I think this should be here. I think it should be higher. I think it should be lower. Or was it like, you know, one person kind of just putting the albums in, order who knows um because that personal opinion on what should be higher what should be lower i think is very important just because of the ranking system so i i just love seeing outcast you know that's the bottom line (laughs) yeah i think you know you look at it more as they're there versus what is there facts then finally we said it last week number one the notorious big ready to die you knew Biggie was going to be somewhere in the top 10, no question. So I, I don't hate this spot. Like, number I one, al- that's deserving. I also don't hate it. I think it's very tough to narrow down and choose a clear-cut number one. So, I mean, like, I feel like the top 10 is more important than choosing a number one. Like, yeah. deciding what you put into that top 10 is a much tougher choice than actually choosing a clear-cut number one. I feel like we kind of associate it with a tier here, so... 100%. Like, I feel like so many people have Biggie as, you know, the best rapper of all time. So giving him that number one spot doesn't feel wrong at all. Although, you know, I'm a West Coast fan. Kills me, pains me to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe a lot of people have Tupac at number one too, but he was a little bit low. He was a little bit low for my taste, but it is good to have Biggie this high. Definitely. But I think that about wraps it up. Um, this was very fun to do. Um, kind of go, we don't really, I mean, I, we get into like these publications every once in a while, but um, I like doing it every time, seeing what the, and it's kind of like good to not, not base it off our opinion as much versus, you know, like the general, what the general public thinks or, you know, these writers who are experts. Uh, facts. I just, like this because this is really the first time we've done like a reaction to something uh so let us know how you liked this part because 
uh, we don't want to do stuff that you guys don't like, obviously. So if you listen to this part, let us know what you thought. Uh, let us know if it was boring. Let us know what you think we could have done better to make it more interesting. Uh, it was the first time, so give us a little bit of a break. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but moving on, though, we had a huge week of releases. We had album releases from Drake, Logic, West Side Boogie, Conway the Machine, Chris Patrick, Gucci Mane, So Icy Gang, Kevin Gates, Sofago, and Duke Deuce, along with singles from Lupe Fiasco, Steve Lacey, Chance the Rapper, Lucky, Powers Pleasant, featuring Boss, Maxo Cream, Eric the Architect, and Kenny Mason, along with many others. Did you have a standout single from this week before we get into the albums? I thought that all the singles we just mentioned are so good. But the one I got to give a special shout to is going to be the Chance single. It's just so good to see Chance officially back. Chance featuring Joey Badass. We haven't got that in many, many years. That's one of the most like low-key Chance songs, I feel like, is the Chance featuring Joey Badass, Wendy and Becky. That song is very, very low-key, very, very, uh, I feel like, almost secretive. Like, nobody knows about that song, I feel like. Uh, but it, it's solid. But this one is just such a big improvement. You see how far they've come since that time. That probably came out like 2013 or whatever. So uh, very good to see them back together after so long. Uh, other than that, though, Steve Lacey, very excited for what he's got next. I mean, Steve Lacey's one of the best musicians out today his music is just great then powers pleasant i mean it was good to see a collab with these 40 other i never would really expected that kenny mason love seeing him start to you know get with these bigger artists more and more so great to see yes and we'll definitely be mentioning kenny mason next week we'll get to that a little bit you know just stay Mm. tuned but um you know i stamped it on my uh music story Chance is back. I'm very excited to see what he does with the full body of work. So very intrigued. Of course, I love the the single he had with Joey Badass. The video is very good. Chance has like, such, I feel like his videos are always just really nice. Or his album covers are really nice. But facts, he does the visuals pretty well. Uh, but we got to get in these albums. Let's start with Logic. Have you listened to the full Logic album? It's 30 songs. I'm yeah. I've not listened to the whole album yet. I have not listened to the full album. You know, I got probably 20 songs in. The production is crazy. Um, very probably the best production of Logic's career. And he did over, I think, 60% of it. I mean, along with some legends that he had on there. But uh, my thing with Logic is always gonna be, I don't I don't know if I was just blind to it, you know, in high school or whatever, but I just can't get past the corny lyrics. Like there's just, just going through it. There was just so much, so much corny shit. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, <laughs> <laughs> but it is his best album he's had in quite a while. I will say. Yeah. I haven't got through the full album yet, but what I was to do, I was like pretty impressed with it. I was like, okay, this is pretty good. The production, like you said, is crazy. Vinyl days. You got to have great production. It's got to be those classic samples and all that. And I think he really delivered on the concept of vinyl days as an album so far. So Excited to finish that one off, but enjoyed what I've heard so far. Then West Side Boogie. I feel like, you know, with Logic and Drake, of course, which we're going to get into, people might not have had a chance to listen to West Side Boogie's album yet. Please do it. West Side Boogie's album, so fire. His last project was so good as well. So I was really looking forward to this one. One of my favorite songs on that has Tizo Touchdown and Smino. Two just so unique artists. Great to see those three working together on one track. Was not expecting that, so loved that track. And overall, great project, so go give it a listen. That that one's definitely on the list for me. I know um, 
we hadn't talked about what we had listened to this week, but there was a lot that dropped. So we're trying to get through everything. Facts. Definitely a big week. And you know, we got to get into it. Drake, honestly, never mind is the name of his album. Surprise drop. We kind of mentioned last week that there was maybe like little rumors and hints, but nobody was going to drop this Friday. Uh, so that was a big surprise. There was the talks, you know, OVO radio was going to pop up and there's maybe a single, whatever. But then it was a full album. Who would have known uh, that it was going to drop this Friday? That was great to see. The one person that might have known, Joy Badass. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Sam- sample clearances. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that. What do you think of Austin Nevermind? Um, honestly, it's probably been my favorite Drake project I've, we've had since, I'd say, Scorpion. Um, I wore Dark, I don't, Dark Lane demos. I, I don't know. It's... It's not bad. It's getting a lot of hate. Um, you know, I felt like everybody was saying, switch the sound up, Drake, switch the sound up, Drake. And then he did it. And then everybody's just kind of shitting on him. I mean, I've been interested to see what your thoughts were, but I did not think it was a bad album. Best Drake I've heard in a minute, though. I did not think it was bad either. It's definitely getting a lot of hate. I've seen so much hate on the timeline for this Drake project. And I think it is really just because it's not what people expected or it's necessarily just, what they want from Drake. And I think it's just the era we're in as well. 100%. Like Kendrick, Kendrick flopped. Kendrick's album sucked. Last year, Donda. Donda fucking sucked. Donda, you know, all this. Like, it's just these mass artists. And, you know, maybe it's not the Cardi stands, but I feel like it is the Cardi stands at the same time, just fucking spamming L and shit on these uh, Twitter posts and everything. I've seen a lot of hate, but I honestly, I like, I enjoyed the project. Well, we can go back to Cardi whole lot of red was so hated at the time mm-hmm. and now it's like so loved the same people that were probably saying it was shit were dressing like vamps at the cardi show you know what i mean like they're the ones hating on this project and they're gonna come back around to it in a couple Drake, you know as a line a couple years later they come around and say it's a sleeper or whatever yep. i feel like that's how it's gonna be that's his how a IG lot of Drake st- projects are i mean mm-hmm. i don't know his ig story you know he posted about um you'll you'll understand it one dot you'll get it soon so what was your favorite track off the project though i had two songs that i actually enjoyed a lot and it was sticky and then jimmy cooks with 21 savage of course i feel like those are that's gonna be the biggest standout probably sticky was tough that was a hard track same thing with jimmy cooks texco green just hit for me though i'm not sure what it was there was like a few different there was a good amount of songs that could have been the number one my favorite track or you know I wouldn't disagree with someone having a few different ones as their favorite. So, yeah, also I need to go back and give this album another listen just to kind of you know figure out what songs are what because uh, I've just listened like as a whole. Um, so I've enjoyed it though. I feel like it is one of those albums. I feel like this is almost what more life was supposed to be, if that makes any sense. I think it's very perfect, reminiscent like, background album. I think it was, it's very reminiscent of more life as well. Like. Is giving me big passion fruit vibes. Obviously, we've seen the memes and everything, but mm. I don't know. I it's just getting, I think, entirely too much hate. So, hundred percent. I saw somebody say something about you know if Drake was an expert with a new sound, why not do like a little EP and just test it out or even singles? But I kind of like that he did the project. I kind of do wish he pulled the more life and was like, oh, it's a playlist or you know whatever, mm-hmm. just to not put a stain on his resume if. It isn't received well, like it hasn't been. Um, 
So another I thing I thought we were like for sure getting was the J Cole feature, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to be on scary hours three. Then if we, we didn't get it now, it's going to be on scary hours three. I thought maybe we we're going to have a hidden feature on the song with 21 Savage, you know, they're frequent collaborators, but we didn't end up getting it. And then I was even more hyped when he had the J Cole bar in there about the braids. I was like, Oh, it's coming. And it never came. So. Yeah. I saw J Cole post a story about the album announcement i was like oh my god it is confirmed 100 percent Cole is going to be on this project but then you hear this uh talk about oh it's gonna be a dance type album and like, oh jay cole is he really gonna be on that like i don't know but then we officially get the announcement that drake you know says he's working on scary hours three or he's you know been in the lab again obviously since he's been working on this when do you think scary hours three is going to come out i feel like it's got to be coming in the next few months, I'd assume, would be my guess. My best guess, I'll say, I'll put a September date on it with a J. Cole feature. I like that. I'm also thinking like August. I feel like, you know, these last couple Drake albums haven't been so well received by the public, by the masses. And so I think maybe he'll try to come back with some just hot singles that everybody loves. And I think the J. Cole feature will be enough to do that. If he has you know three or four songs on there and one is just fire with that j cole feature i think you know people are gonna start loving drake again definitely so we'll see what happens we'll see how the situation plays out album sales though he's projected to do about two hundred ten thousand. not bad for you know a surprise drop and everything um what are your thoughts on the album sales yeah definitely a little you know lower than i was expecting even with surprise drop you look at something like Certified Lover Boy did like over 600,000 or something crazy, but that was an album that had so much hype, such a big rollout that, you know, it's kind of inevitable we do something huge because it's Drake and he has such a big fan base and such a, you know, pop appeal that everybody's going to listen to that album and listen to his music. I kind of thought the same thing was going to happen here, even without the big rollout. I think so the, to listen to it. Yeah, I think the second week sales aren't going to have as big of a drop off as we're used to seeing. My prediction on second week sales is like 120k plus still. I don't know. I kind of think it's going to drop off just because so many people listen to a Drake release the first week just out of curiosity because it's Drake. Like he's had great projects in his past and you know he's always going to have great songs. You just never know about the projects going to be. Um, and so I think just the intrigue makes people go listen that first week and then they might not go back to it the second week. So I can see the drop-off happening for Drake, but maybe not as dramatic as some of the other artists that we've seen. Definitely. I mean, it's something we'll definitely monitor and have have an update with next week. Yes, sir. Then we kind of hinted at this earlier. Joey Badass delays his album 2000 due to a sample clearance issue. I, I, was, just troll- I was just trolling. Or I don't think it's Cap. <laughs> I yeah. hope it's not, you know. Like we talked about, Joey Badass doesn't make like music that's for the masses or, you know, it's Mm going to have like this huge, huge appeal to everybody. So, I mean, I hope, I just think the memes are all funny. Sample clearances, you know, but. Yeah, my favorite meme was like, it was Drake and Joey Badass sitting down and it was like, is sample clearances in the room with us right now? (laughs) Uh, Like it was like a interrogation or like, you know, like a haunting, honestly. So (laughs) that was pretty funny. Um. Yeah, I don't think Drake is necessarily the reason why it got pushed back. I do believe it's probably sample clearance issues, but I do think it's very convenient and honestly good for Joey 
because I want Joey to get number one album. I think that would be dope if Joey Badass had a number one album. I think he would have had it this week because he really only had to beat Logic out for the number one album. And, you know, Logic is very popular, but Joey hasn't dropped in a long time, so I feel like Joey would have got a lot of love off his first week. Um, so I think when he does drop, he will get the number one album, I'm hoping. I'm fully expecting a classic from 2000, you know, 1999. It's been coming up back into my rotation a little bit, so very very high expectations for it yeah 1999 goes crazy and so this is another instance of you know if you're following up a project with a sequel i think you got to deliver and i think joey's gonna deliver based on some of the singles we got i'm i'm hopeful that we're gonna get a good one here moving on though the rolling loud i bought the pre-sale you know we talked about a little bit last week the rolling loud lineup dropped though i'm very very excited for it um I feel like last year they had uh, 50 Cent. That's like someone I would have never gone to see in concert alone. Like, you know, just gone and bought a ticket to their concert. But I feel like that this year it'll be Nicki Minaj. That's Nicki Minaj for, you know, someone I'm very excited to see and I want to see, but I would just never go buy their ticket just if they're in a standalone concert. So I always love having that experience of rolling loud, seeing people that I I typically wouldn't see. What do you think of the list though? No, that's definitely one of the best things about festivals is just getting to see people that you wouldn't necessarily go for the one show but seeing them as part of the whole day is is great and i think nikki she's going i definitely would not go buy a ticket to see nikki like you said but getting here especially at a festival like rolling loud you never know it could be some surprise guests especially with somebody with like nikki's star power uh but there are so many great artists on this i mean you got you know uzi you got young lean you got danny brown on friday danny brown and west side gun are two that i would like have to see I feel like they may not fit the Rolling Loud vibe, but those are just two of the best artists out, especially, you know, Westside Gun in New York. That would hit. Uh, on Saturday, you got Don Tolliver, you know, Sheck West, Conway. We did pretty, pretty good day. For, first time around for uh, Rolling Loud in New York, ASAP Rocky and A Boogie both came out with 50 Cent. So very excited to see them in their city. Don Tolliver, never seen him live. So super excited for that one as well. Never seen Lil Baby live either, so I feel like this one is, it's not as top-heavy, but the the depth in it is elite. I'm very excited for that. Um, oh, sat, um, on Sunday, the final day, Future running it back with him. Pusha T will also be there. I'll have to go see that set, of course. And then I'm most excited for Big Sean. That's, that's probably my number one that I'm happy to see. He's one person that I was actually just thinking about like last week because I feel like he's at Lollapalooza like, you know, every like two years, maybe three years. And I haven't seen him yet because he's one of those people that I don't think I would buy a ticket to see Big Sean unless it was, you know, really convenient, really, you know, not a bad price. But I love Big Sean. I've loved Big Sean for years. Big Sean has been, you know, he was a staple in like my middle school listening for sure. And so seeing Big Sean, I don't know what songs he would do from like the early, early years anymore in concert but i would love to see big sean just to you know have seen him even some tracks from like dark sky paradise or i decided i would love those albums were like i back in like middle school this is middle school freshman yearish. like uh he was so i love big sean i don't know why but like i decided is that's one that's gonna be on the wall soon it's an upcoming purchase so yeah that's fire one thing about this lineup i gotta say Oliver Tree is probably the most random inclusion on this 
whole lineup. <laughs> like he is just so unique compared to all these other rappers, like Oliver Tree. That's bizarre. Like I never would expect to see Oliver Tree on a Rolling Loud lineup. Shout to Oliver Tree, though, I guess. Uh, I got to say, though, this is a very diverse lineup. You look at the headliners, obviously, you got the star power. And then you got the other mainstream stars with Uzi, Lil Baby, you know, 21 Savage, Big Sean, all these people. But then you got some of the more low key people. You got like Boldly James, you got all the Griselda people, you know, even got like Puya, you got Young Lean, people that, you know, aren't as like mainstream. Good I think it's very, there's it's a, a ton of, of depth. Yeah, a ton mm-hmm. of depth is what I'm most excited for. Um, I'm a little disappointed, you know. J. Cole didn't make it. Um, mm-hmm. Travis didn't make it, but um, I've seen them before, so this will be a good opportunity to see a lot of people I haven't seen yet. So, yeah, this is definitely a deep lineup. So, I mean, obviously you got Royal Lab Miami coming up, and then this one too. So, uh, you're gonna get a lot of people. You're going to be able to see here in the very, very near future. So it's exciting. Definitely. Moving on to our last little bit of news here, though. Wasteland by Brent Fias. It's coming soon. He dropped the album cover along with the track list with the Drake feature. I was, I was pretty excited to see that. Um, definitely very excited for this project. What are your thoughts? I'm so excited. This is probably one of the most anticipated albums of the year. Honestly, I thought it was going to come at the end of last year. And so to be six months almost entirely into this year and have not got the album is kind of surprising, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm expecting nothing but greatness from Brent. I think he's, you know, taking his time with this one. Cause he knows it's going to be a big step in his career. The one thing I was disappointed about was the Drake feature and the Tyler feature. I mean, they've been out for like over a year each. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know how to feel when they do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I do understand why they do it. They're putting that body of work together. And those are great songs. Wasting Time and Gravity, great songs. Gravity was my top listen to song on my Spotify rap a little while back. So great songs, but I just wanted, you know, completely. New. Yeah, you already have, you want something fresh. I get what you're saying by that. Um, we get a little refresher though, of course. Yeah. That I was kind of like the, uh, uh, the kind of like the weekend, the Post Malone song, how it came out. In, I think it was like October, November. And then it's just released with the album now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's always a good little refresher, bring it back up in the rotation. So always excited for that. Yeah, I've heard Wasting Time in a minute. So I think it'll definitely get back in the rotation when Wasteland does drop. I just got my Brent Fias Lost Kids hoodie in the mail last week. So definitely ready for this one. <laughs> the last thing we're going to talk about, the XXL freshman list has dropped and it features Babytron, Cochise, Saucy Santana, Babyface Ray, Ken the Man, Sofago, Big Scar, Big 30, Casey, Dochi, Cali, and Nardo Wick. But save your thoughts on this one because next week we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about the artists individually. We're going to talk about who we think was snubbed. And then we're going to say what the perfect XXL freshman list would have been this year. You're not going to want to miss it. So definitely make sure to follow us, subscribe, all that. Stay tuned for next week. Definitely. I'm very excited to see. I mean, there, I feel like we both felt like there was um, a few snubs. So you guys will just have to tune in next week and see what, what our thoughts are on the list and what our list would be. So, Yeah, you kind of gave the Kenny Mason one away, but I think, you know, anybody who's listened to Kenny Mason knows that he should have been double XL freshman. But other than that, we got some ones you might not have thought about. So definitely uh, stay tuned for next week. Definitely. But I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um, 
good episode. Good talking with you, of course, as always. Um, yes, sir. Until next week. Peace. We'll see you guys next week.